reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat, but here am I, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf? He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice, because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Word of the Lord. I think the 
difficulty in this story is that both of these brothers are just too similar. I can imagine in the beginning of this story, the older brother, the responsible one, diligent, studious, industrious, he's always on top of what needs to be done, day in and day out. He is dependable. And his younger brother looks up, sees how stressed he is, and thinks, no thanks. I can imagine this because I have a younger brother, a wonderful younger brother. And every year, on the first day of school, as my mother was driving us, she would look up into the rearview mirror, look at my younger brother, and say, All right, this is going to be your year. This is going to be the year you get great grades. And my younger brother would probably look over at me, flipping nervously through my summer reading because I heard Miss Putnam's giving us a quiz on the first day and thinks, no thanks. And he ended up doing just fine. I admire and respect him very much, but he did hear that line every year. These two brothers are so very similar at the beginning, but they are quite different by the end. And the difference between them is actually quite simple. The younger brother has stopped, has stopped trying to do things on his own terms. He learns to live life on the father's terms. By the end, he actually becomes like a character that is present through this whole story, but is nearly invisible. When the older brother hears the noise as he returns back to the house, the people who deliver him the news of what has happened are servants. They are some of the servants that work on the father's property. And just like the older brother, from before the younger brother, from before the day the younger brother left, they have been there working on the land every single day, diligently, studiously, industriously, dependably doing what was asked of them. Yet when the younger brother returns and is rewarded with great forgiveness and love, the servants rejoice with the father. They rejoice because they were fundamentally different in attitude from the older brother. They weren't trying to live on their own terms. They were living on the father's terms. So they're known as his servant or known as his hired worker. It's funny that that's what the younger brother wants to become when he sets out to return to the farm or to the family estate. And we can see the transition from living on his own terms to living on God's terms happen for the younger brother. When his money runs out, he despairs. He wants to eat those seeds that were provided for the pigs. He decides to go home and ask forgiveness. But the transition doesn't happen yet. He does something that is so very and perfectly human. He rehearses what he's going to say when he gets back. I'm sure it's something that's relatable for us. Repeating over and over, what is it I'm going to say and how am I going to say it? Because the concern is not so much with just what we're going to say, but we want to control the outcome. He wants to ensure that his father does give him the job that he needs. And so he rehearses and rehearses all the way back, only to have that incredible moment 
when from far away, while he's still running through his head what he's going to say, his father spots him, runs out, embraces him with compassion, and then does the funniest thing. The son begins his rehearsed speech, and halfway through it, the father cuts him off and says, what are you worried about? You don't need to worry about this. You've already put yourself into my hands. You're already asking to live life on life's terms. We're here to celebrate that you are embracing all the many gifts that have been given to you. We're here to celebrate that you were lost and have found what you always were seeking right here at home. The big question in this story was never what the younger brother does or does not deserve. It's actually besides the point in the eyes of the father. What matters is what the father wants. And he wants to give the son all of the love that he intended from the very beginning. God the Father does not want for us the bitterness of the older brother. He wants us to have the freedom of the servants, the freedom that the younger brother enjoys at the end. It's a willingness to live life as it comes to us, joyful in the knowledge that we are always embraced by the love of God. If we find the courage and the patience to just turn back towards the Father and towards God, as we have come to know him, we may find that he runs the rest of the distance to us, embraces us, holds us, gives us a warm kiss on the cheek, and walks with us.